the Spanish announce table. It's episode 361 of this, or 362, excuse me, of the Spanish announce table. Wow, Tom, what a week of professional wrestling. I'm excited to be here um, with you to talk about it and with the Table Nation here live in the YouTube chat, on the Twitterverse, uh, all over the planet, all over the planet talking with us about some pro wrestling. Some winter is coming. We're going to preview that later. Oh, cannot wait. We are going to talk about some pro wrestling news, uh, some some current events, if you will. And then, of course, uh, we're going to talk to you via hashtag tweet the table. Tom, anything new in Tom's world? No, but I am excited. Spoiler alert. We also have an email this mm-hmm. week. So that's another great way that we can talk that. to you. Would uh, never. If, you have, if you have a thought that is a little bit longer than what a tweet can handle, send us an email, tableshow at gmail.com. And we want to talk to you. We want to hear from you. So with all that being said, let's first inform your ass with some mother loving news. Uh, No headline on this one. WWE released Jeff Hardy this week. Fan recorded video circulated online showing Hardy appeared to leave the ringside area midway through a match at a non-televised event. During the tag match, Hardy appearing tired left through the crowd. Reports later surfaced that Hardy was sent home from the road shortly thereafter. Uh, You know, then I think we know the rest. Um, Man. So the concerning part for me on this story Obviously, addiction, it seems like, is the issue here, and that's not a thing that just goes away. It's with you, you know, once it develops until, essentially, you have passed away, right? So, it's a battle every single day. The thing that's concerning this time around, as far as what's being reported, and again, what's being reported, it can be nine million different things, right? Uh, uh, Mabel was the third man in NWO, so, right, we've heard reports be wrong in the past, but what has been set, stated by reputable sources is that D- WWE said, hey, we want to send you to get some help. And he said, no, that's the part that concerns me the most is that if he is in the state of condition that we think he's in and people are reaching out and saying, hey, let's get you in a better spot to you know get back to being the person we know you are. And he says, no, ugh." That's concerning. So I will say, though, on Twitter, across the board, from wrestlers in all different companies and people I think who have never even actually met them to people who are very uh, familiar with them, either working programs with them, are all sending their best wishes. That's great to see, right? It's great to see that no one's piling on. So I will say that that is the silver lining in this so far is it looks like we're coming together as a community, which may have not been the case five years ago. Um, But again, really hope he can get the help he needs and that he's willing to accept that help. Yeah, I agree. You're right. Unilaterally, it seems like everybody's trying to say positive things about him. And who knows? Maybe there's more to this story. Maybe something is going wrong that, you know what I mean? Like we, I think we're all quick to discuss prior substance abuse issues but you know the reason that's a struggle is because life is fucking hard and Mm -hmm. when you struggle with those things um when life gets really fucking hard sometimes you know you slip a little and so who knows what else is going on and that's why you know we would urge people not to be quick to judgment in in things like this and and that you know he gets whatever help he may need or time he may need and um i think we understand that jeff hardy when when things are not going rough uh can do anything Jeff Hardy wants to do. So, 
Yeah, I just think, you know, this is this seems to be what is third stint in WWE. I I just with the demands that they put on their wrestlers day in day out. Now especially since even though it's not really over, but we're done with the pandemic. We're getting back to you're in this city one night, you're in the next city the next night. Now you got to go over and fly across the, you know, ocean to another country, all that stuff. I just don't think maybe that's the best lifestyle for Jeff Hardy in 2021 going into 2022. So if he wants to continue wrestling, fantastic. Maybe if it's still in WWE, let's find a different kind of schedule for him. Or jump over and hang out with your brother. Let's uh, let's have a Hardys versus Young Bucks. You know what I mean? That's going to happen. but I mean, that's not for us, but it is for a crowd that likes pro oh, wrestling, sure. right? They're you know, so, it. yeah, we'll All see. Right. But uh, we'll best wishes to him. All right. No headline on this one either. Hacksaw Jim Duggan announced this week that he is cancer-free. Duggan released a social media video stating that the cancer had not spread from his prostate and reminded folks that he has previously defeated defeated kidney cancer as well and that early detection saves lives. It does. I tell you what, don't be a tough guy uh, and try to think that you can get past this. Uh, you know, if you have any indication, go get tested, go get checked out. That is the thing to do. Now, obviously, with circumstances and health coverage and things like that, you know what I'm getting at. Um, but great, right? Hexall still. Yeah, amazing. Right? Tough guy. Hmm, right there. I love well, it. And Good also, kudos for, you know, using a platform that he has to share it to remind people of what we just said mm-hmm. here, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, go get this shit checked out, man. Like, mm-hmm. Shit happens, man. Shit happens. And congratulations, Hacksaw. All right, we will move on to the next story. I'm getting excited. That's because it sucks. WWE. This week's episode of WWE Raw drew 1,599,000 viewers down uh, from the previous week. And the key demo... 18 to 49 had a rating of 0.35, also down from the previous week, which is at 0.35, an all-time low in the key demo for Raw. That episode featured Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch versus Liv Morgan, Edge's appearance on Miz TV, Big E versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage match, RK Bronament matches, and more. Um, man, Raw, we, we've been shitting on it for a while, and we don't want to be negative. We like to be positive and have fun. But we have we've all together stopped watching you and I WWE because it just it is bad and it looks like we're not alone here. Yeah, it's not good television, and I don't want to hate watch things if during tweet the tables or during my time on social media I see something go viral or something that may interest me that is on Raw or SmackDown. I am not opposed to giving it a shot, but it is not appointment viewing for me anymore. I don't want to go through that sludge of a TV show. And so I don't watch. And if that makes me a bad wrestling podcaster, how in the world can you uh, be a wrestling podcaster and not watch the number one thing? Here's why I don't like it. I don't like it. And so there you go. Um, but yeah, you what's don't compelling? like it. Yeah, I don't like it. And why yeah. would I want to watch things that I don't like? That's the one thing with uh, bigger platforms mm. than us, which 
is weird to think about, but there are bigger wrestling platforms than us where they constantly are like, this is horrible, this is bad, but here's my five-minute review of SmackDown. It's like, then stop fucking doing that. It's bad, yeah. Well, because, you know, we talked about this a a couple weeks ago where, you know, during this last 12 to 18 months, WWE is continually firing people under the umbrella of budget cuts, but really it just looks like selfish, you know, money grabs to keep all the money for themselves and push everyone out in the cold. And you don't have to support those companies, right? Like if we did a sneaker podcast and let's say Nike was going through those business practices, we don't have to talk about Nike, right? There's Reebok, there's Adidas, there's all these other things. Same applies to wrestling. We don't have to talk about WWE just because it's WWE. If it sucks, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, just watch something else. Watch the Bacon Chamber. Watch watch things that make you happy. Like Woo! this YouTube channel. Right here. YouTube.com slash Spanish Announce Tube. See what we did there? All right. Back. By the way, to- by oh. the way, love tonight's backdrops this mjf yes right here pretty great mm-hmm. and sue how sue. can you get better than sue rest sue. his favorite mother right here sue love her to death the most over mother in pro wrestling i love her. or what do you say in, in all her. of mothers is that what it yeah say? most over mother or most look, over mother in all of mothers look, we're gonna get into dynamite but i might be ready to petition for Taz full time on the dynamite oh on the dynamite team <laughs> The thing with Taz, and we'll get into the news, we'll get back into the news here in just a second, but the thing with Taz that I think is the funnest thing about Taz is when he's not being heel Taz. When it's just, hey, be goofy Taz, the best. When he's like, like upset about the Islanders comments and the, you know, yeah. the New York, he's like, hey, that's my friend too. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. When he's doing yeah. the, oh, Team Taz got eliminated, I don't like that. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. And he can be badass. I'm not saying he can't be badass. But at his age and kind of what his strengths are, make him goofy, you know, bounce off the wall. Yes. Oh, 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 oh. You know, he, he got that over. He was the first guy to get over Jungle Boy song. It was him half-ass singing it off tune that got people's attention. And then, hey, we like this song because it is a good song. So, yeah, make that Taz. I like that Taz yeah. on the commentary booth, 100%. That Taz was great. But, all right, before we get into our AEW Dynamite review and our preview of AEW's Winter is Coming, let's get back to the mother-loving news. There it is. So soon? Mm-hmm. WWE will discontinue their market for DVDs and Blu-rays in the United States and Canada in early 2022 in what appears to be a plan to discontinue the market altogether and move solely to digital media production. Um, Katie First Lady, who will you'll hear some Tweet the Tables from, uh, has a Tweet the Table that you should check out. So search hashtag Tweet the Table and read all that um, uh, about her kind of, you know, not liking this decision and, and it does seem weird i mean dvds and, and blu-rays are kind of a staple going back to like trading days it feels like physical media of wrestling was so important but i mean you could say that about physical media in a lot yeah. of realms right i i think this is a decision that is made again to be uh profit oriented but i think 100 percent 
that it'll come back because look at vinyl, right? Vinyl went away and we went the way of CDs and A tracks and then, uh, you know, cassette players, all the whatever the origin was, right? But now, what, what's the cool thing? When you go to a hipster's house party, what, what are they doing? They're playing vinyl. So mm. I would not be shocked if you're like, hey, you know what they took off the network? ECW 97, you know, and put that on there. When was the last hipster party you went to, Tom? I didn't get. Oh invite. God! Uh, the in the workspace that I'm in, they're all hipsters. Yeah, yeah. It's all. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God. that's true. Hey, I wear. Yeah, that's I wear, true. I wear solid colored T-shirts, and my favorite golf or my favorite sport is golf. And one of my favorite things to do is travel. Ugh! <laughs> Jesus Christ! Be more of an extra in a TV show. Good night, yeah. you faceless hack. Yeah, I read somewhere that, like, if you don't recognize that it's privileged to call traveling a hobby. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like well, to... <laughs> but, like, but, like, travel to some crazy pl- Be interesting, right? Like, if you're going to say, yeah. like, I travel, I travel to Thailand to watch Muay Thai fights. Or I travel to Scotland to, you know, run with the bulls or whatever the fuck it is. You know, I'm making all this stuff up. But, like, be interesting. But if I you're just, like. I looking for the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah! You know what I mean? I went to Italy to do the all tomato I got was crabs. Fight. Hey. But, like, if you're going to travel, be interesting about your travel. But when you're like, I like to, you know, sit on a beach. Oh, that's cool. Hey, nice, cool uh, gray shirt. It's like, yeah, shit. If you've got up. stories about Bangkok, I don't want to hear it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Where the fuck were we? All right, yeah. So, you know, another aspect of this, and this is kind of what I think Katie brings up in her, in her long tweet that I urge you to go read, is... Like the aspect of gift giving, people would gift things to wrestling fans like DVDs, documentaries, you know, shows that they love. And when it's digital media and all on like all on the peacock or whatever, that's gone. We don't, you know, all that aspect is gone of it. Well, and the thing that makes me the most nervous, and again, why I think vinyl, you know, WWE, or excuse me, pro wrestling will go the way of music and vinyl is, okay, so now it all goes digital, right? And let's go back to before uh, WWE sold the network to Peacock. Let's say all of that content now is on is on the WWE network, and that's where you have to go to watch NWA from 89, right? Well, then they sell like they did to Peacock, and then Peacock goes like, no, 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 no. We are not having that on our uh, you know, streaming service, so we're going to edit some things. And now you're not getting an accurate representation of history, right? Like you're not seeing what actually happened. Case in point, WrestleMania, the match between Trish Stratus and Mickey James. Mickey James grabs Trish Stratus by the hoo-hoo and then does the little hee-hee. And that's edited out if you watch it on today's uh, Peacock streaming service of that match. But that's what happened. And that's what get, yeah, you get a little bit afraid. The you know what it's I'm talking all, about. It's all gone. She goes, she goes hoo-hoo, and then goes hee-hee. And you can't see it anymore. But that happened. Don't erase history. That's why it's important to have history. Don't erase history. Who are we if I can't teach my kids about the hoo-hoo and the hee-hee? If, if two girls can't have a spot in a wrestling match where one of them goes after the hoo-hoo and then does the hee-hee, what are we even doing? What are we even Sorry, doing? I thought this was America. <laughs> I thought this was America. <laughs> Maybe that's a good 
I thought this was America. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, yeah. You know, there's a bit of an uncanny valley in this idea of like, even if they're like, you can get an NFT of whatever. Like, if I don't have a, if like, not as weird as it sounds, and I still think this is the case, it's somewhat a bit of human nature. I know maybe the younger generations might have less attachment to this, but like having a thing gets you like an endorphin response. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like having a thing. So even if you're not actively watching the show, you get the DVD. Right? I'm holding up my wallet instead of a DVD, but you get what I mean? Like you like the anticipation is still building in that moment, even before you're playing it, right? You see it on the counter. You have it in your hand. You don't with a digital copy of something, right? Not until you're like, not until you're pressing play. And at that point, you're probably kind of annoyed because you're like, this thing's taking forever, making Uh a couple of clicks, not responsive, stupid, any batteries in the remote. You know what I mean? Like there's all these kind of barriers. So I don't know, maybe that's my old man's speech for the night, but I I worry about that. Like, I I mean, like in their idea of, I think people get really short-sighted in the idea of like, profits right these discs cost money we don't need them now okay but like is there more of a demand for a physical copy at some point than mm-hmm. than a digital copy yeah. i don't know i and maybe they know better than i do we'll see i guess nah, nah. if you look at how their uh <laughs> storyline is going it's yeah. probably not that great uh, yeah well all right well we'll go into the last story we got and this one is a doozy this one is fun tom i can't wait to read Ooh. this one for you all right I love it when they live the gimmick. Oh, who is it? AEW star Jack Evans claimed this week that he is being extorted by two officers from the Del Val Police Department in Mexico City. Evans tweeted, quote, this will sound like a fake message, but it is not. I am currently being extorted by two police officers from the Del Val Police Department in Mexico City. In the last four days, I have had to pay around 7,000 pesos, $350 American, and I'm not paying more. So if I get arrested on drug charges in the next little bit, I want to put it out there right now that it was planted by the Del Val Police Department. The following day, Evans updated on Twitter by saying, Update, I filed an official complaint and got all of my witnesses together. There is a lot of them. And I am just laying low, nothing else to share, end quote. Now, that's also not to say we understand police in Mexico can be very sketch and corrupt, and these things happen. I mean, like, these things do happen. It's just like, sure, Jack Evans. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, uh, police can do that it doesn't matter where it is police yeah. can oh, yeah. be police that in way. america and, absolutely do this oh yes of course name a country police in mm. london police in uh switzerland it, it's human mm. nature to be a little bit yeah. shitty when you, uh, to abuse power yeah exactly so that's just a thing across everything right mm-hmm. now with that being said uh it is weird, like you said, to be like, if I get arrested for drug charges, it's like, wait a minute, who was talking about drug charges, right? Like, Listen, no if the police come looking that. for me, you never heard of me. <laughs> like, I didn't do it, by the way. <laughs> right? Like, who are you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like you turn on the news, we're like, hey, there's a girl that just got killed. I I had nothing to do with it. And you're like, wait a minute, what? And then the news starts, and you're like, hey, so they just talked about a girl who was just killed. <laughs> yeah. Did you hear about that girl who went like, to my school what? that got killed? You know the one that I used to hang out with all the time? Yeah, I totally didn't kill her. <laughs> you know the one who broke yeah. up with me the other what, I totally didn't kill her. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you Not think to she's make up light to? of like, you I, know, I domestic abuse. Busy. And, 
No, <laughs> right. but just generally speaking, yeah. it's weird to say a crime that that's, no one was talking about. That's why this story is so fun because it's kind of like, oh, I can believe either way here. <laughs> it's like a whodunit, right? Yeah. I mean, it's great. Right. Who's yeah. lying in this moment? Yeah. Let's play a game of who's fucking lying. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right. Yeah, it's a It's a fun game. It is a fun game. So, Tom, I mean, that's the mother loving news that I had here, right? There's other stories, but you know what I mean? These were the best stories, the quickest uh, good stuff that we could dig into and keep people up to speed with what's going on in pro wrestling. But with that being said, we want to talk to you, the fans. We want to know what the Table Nation enjoys, what they want to talk about, what they fear, what they what they love, all of that stuff. And, and we want you to share with us, and you do that using hashtag Tweet the Table on Twitter. We've got a few of those as well. Tom, are you ready for that? I'm always ready to hear from Table Nation. Let's go. At Katie First, a lady says, CM Punk, Long Island loved you tonight. Maybe a show in Staten Island would be more hospitable. Hashtag tweet the table. Ah, Katie's trying to, trying to get herself a little, uh, trying to get herself a little, uh, AEW Dynamite show in her hometown. Yeah. I look, this was fun. This was so much fun to make the town the town became the heel, yeah. right? Like it was, it was the closest thing for one night that I've seen of Bret Hart in Canada and then Bret Hart in America. Remember yes. like when yeah. Bret Hart's in Canada, everyone fucking loves him. Stone Cold can go fuck himself. Come to America. Fuck Bret Hart. We they all love did, Stone Cold. Yeah. They did essentially a double turn just for a night. Like, but even kept their same well, roles. Even it was, it was great. Yeah, and, and isn't that great? Because um, it, it stays true, right? Like, if I have a problem with you, but then, you know, the 10 people behind you are co-signing your behavior, well, fuck them behind you. Like, I don't like them now either. Yeah. So, if you go to someone's hometown and they co-sign the yeah. guy that you don't like, well, then fuck them. I love so how I they like flipped it. the script. Because we talked all last week about how MJF is still going to find a way to come out to a huge pop but still make the crowd fucking boom, right? That he's going to heal it up and he's going to make the crowd boom. But they just said, no, nah, fuck that. And they just flipped the roles. And CM Punk became the heel to that crowd. Like he was just like, nah, you guys suck. You're stupid. <laughs> like you're fucking just leaning into him. Like if this is your fucking guy, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And at one point he's like, I'm not even mad at you. I just kind of feel sorry for you. <laughs> you know, like I loved all of that. And then what followed, which I mean, we can dig into deeper with dynamite or even just talk about this with MJF's vignette leading into the oh, diamond battle. What, Royal. Like what the, a cheap pop things, promo. God, but this is one of the things that like we don't get. This is what we're saying about like what's bad television over there. Like this is entertaining. I don't care who you are. If you followed loosely these storylines to watch this cheesy, you know, movie trailer promo about how he's so great because he was like a high school stud, you know what I mean? Like just, just great. Just it's, it was great because like to the Long Island people again, here we are. Like, it's great. They're having a great time. They're marking out for it. But all the rest of us are like this fucking jerk off you know? Yeah. like this guy. So it just worked to a T to be both things at once that we don't get that over there. Like they would never, Put him over basically in that regard, or that crowd. 
Oh, you know trust what I mean? Me, they've, like, well, they've had billions of opportunities. Sami Zayn, when he was a heel up in Canada, they just doubled down on Sami. Remember when the music, remember, and he was doing Alexa Bliss's A Moment of Bliss, and he was just loving his life, and he started, like, dancing to it, and the crowd was loving it, but he still had to be a heel, you know? Like, yeah, they don't get it. But some of the accomplishments that MJF was naming off were so ludicrous. He was... Uh, lead of an acapella group in college or something. Called the acapellas. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he did a keg stand for a minute 30. A minute like, 30 chug. <laughs> it's just the, like. Oh, he banged the, so many hotties or something. Yeah, like whatever it's it was. the brilliantest of bro kind of accomplishments you could think of. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, but I do like to what you said. MJF stayed true to himself, right? Because he kind of thought at the end of the um, Battle Royal, as uh, Ricky Starks is beating up on Dante Martin, like, should I help? And they're like, yeah, go help. He's like, okay. Gets in Ricky Starks' face and is like, yeah, no, fuck this guy. Fuck I'm going to face him next week. Well, because he's going to face him next week, right? So yeah. I'm going to hit him in the head. And so yeah, thought it was perfect. The only criticism I have, and this is very small, this is splitting hairs here, is... CM Punk played all the right notes to get on the wrong side of that crowd with the bashing of uh, the the hockey team and all that. But like, it was only the hockey team he kept talking about. And it was, you know, there's other things to talk. Like, I get that you like hockey, CM Punk. That's one thing that Punk can do is like, hey guys, I have an interest. Let me tell you about my interest. It's still my interest. Everything is about this interest. It's like, my guy, we have other things here in Long Island that we could talk about. But, again, splitting hairs. Um, thought it was really fun. What a fun night. What a fun first hour of Dynamite. Started oh, with yeah. the promo into the Battle Royal. Everything was great. Everything was great. Yeah, that Battle Royal was really done well, too. Um which I don't know, you know, I don't know how we're gonna do the winter is coming preview or if, like before we get into the next week table. Like if we just want to, since we're rolling into that, I don't think anybody brings it up. But like that battle royal was done so well that like each spot was timed quick. Like they got to everybody's kind of like storytellings. The things merged like where we had powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow, you know, slapping meat. Uh, mm-hmm. Just and then the MJF storylines where like you know he just sends Frankie Kazarian out and then he like fucks over his own team and all that jazz, right? Like. All of that was done super well. The whole thing was done really well. Oh, yeah. And then every time MJF almost gets eliminated, Sean Spears is there to save his ass. The entire match, he just hides behind Wardlow, and Wardlow is doing all of his work. Uh, to your point, they do have these like, ooh, this would be a fun matchup. Look at Powerhouse Hobbs and look at Wardlow, which, side note, Powerhouse Hobbs is massive. Like, for as big as Wardlow is, yeah, Powerhouse Hobbs looks He's bigger. Powerhouse. <laughs> He's a powerhouse. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And then I think the big thing to take away from the uh, Battle Royal was how Dante Martin turned on Team Taz. Used Team Taz to get to the point where it was two on one just to have Ricky Starks drop down his guard. He throws out Ricky Starks. And now Dante Martin about that because gets his spot. Taz acts all pissed off like he's like, we got swerved by Martin and Leo Rush. Well, if that was the case, then why did Leo Rush never come back to help Dante Martin as he's getting his yeah. ass into him? Well, was it not a sword by them, or was it Dante Martin just be like, never mind, fuck you guys? See, I think it's Dante Martin acting as a solo act. I think the story we're going to get next week as we go into the match between him and MJF is Leo Rush is probably going to be... Like, this is how I would assume they're going to do it, if I'm writing the story here, right, for next week. 
you do a backstage segment where Dante Martin's taping up his wrist. Leo Rush walks in. He's like, hey, man, loved what you did there the last week where you turned on Team Taz. Great to have you back on the team. Dante Martin doesn't say anything. Then Taz comes in. He's like, hey, you screwed us over. We have a contract. Remember, you wrote a contract. You took Hook's chips. Like, God damn it, you know? And then, that's, and then that's when Dante Martin goes like, Leo Rush thought he had my best interest at heart. He doesn't. Team Taz, you wouldn't leave me alone until I signed the contract. So I did just so you'd leave me alone. But I don't need you either. I'm a man that walks alone. And then, boom. Then I hope maybe his brother comes in. He's like, this is the only person I need in my corner. And then we got Top Flight coming Ooh, back. Better. Oh, that's great. No, even better. He's like, I'm a man who walks alone. And then he like goes to turn around. And his brother's right there. And he's like, walks alone, huh? Well, he's like... Is that why yeah. you haven't fucking called me since I've been, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, and then he joins I, team. Ta- you know? <laughs> yeah. That might get a little soap opera. I think, I think it'd just be like my brother. We had MJF pull up in a fucking Ferrari to a goddamn high school. Well, <laughs> the thing with Dante Martin is I don't know if he can pull it off is what I'm saying. I don't uh, know if he yeah, has well, the depth yeah. of acting. All he's got to do is turn around and bump into his brother. <laughs> can he do that? Yeah, right? but you know what I mean. well, Without we'll trying see. to flip three times. All right. hey katie first lady by the way thanks for your tweet she is in the chat she says hey guys everything mjf uh did was great punk did talk too much hockey seems like he was a little rattled yeah i mean hey uh i think they're both hitting home runs when through this whole thing again splitting hairs i did like though there's a couple different moments during punk's promo where he was getting drowned out by booze like he was legitimately like i can't hear him because it's booze that are too loud i wonder if like he had to go longer than he thought he was gonna have to go because he started doing the same Mm -hmm. jokes you know and he's like ah screw it i'm having fun maybe he was like oh shit they said three minutes Uh, i thought it was three minutes they said five (laughs) like shit i thought i was talking slower yeah, um, you know what I mean? Like, looking at his watch, like, oh, shit. Um, so, who knows? But, yeah, it was fun. I, I like the whole thing. We'll move on to the next hashtag, Tweet the Table. By the way, you can join in on the fun also. Use hashtag Tweet the Table on Twitter, and we'll read them right here. At the Rebel Trucker, Big Josh, says, hey! hashtag Tweet the Table. This crowd has been a horrible crowd. Hashtag NXT War Games. Hashtag Go Tigers. Hashtag Beat K-State. So, this is a fun one, Tom. Big Josh's <laughs> favorite LSU Tigers. <laughs> Are going to be facing my favorite Kansas State Wildcats in a bowl game coming up in college football, and so uh, we got to have a little friendly. Uh, you know, he's going to come maybe try to drive a truck up my ass. I don't know. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe that's happening this time. That was the quickest zero to a hundred I've seen you do in this <laughs> podcast in quite some time. You were like NXT crowd. Hey, by the way, fuck yeah, these hey, LSU fuck this guy. Yeah. <laughs> That was great. That was really done well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if they know crowd. who's coaching their goddamn game. Oh, yeah, no, they got that new guy, didn't they? They hired, uh, what's his fucking name? Yep. Mm-hmm. Who? Oh. They, they hired the guy from uh, Notre Dame, Brian Kelly. Oh, yeah, because now he has that. an accent all of a sudden. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Now all of a sudden he's Southerner. What's up, y'all? Loving hey, y'all. Loving Proud the grits down here. here. Yeah. Huh? Gonna go, go win. Tigers. Gonna go win this championship for them Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> tigers. Go spe- Tigers. Well, next. I spelled it with an X. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Good taggers. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Fraud. Um, Anyhow, uh, NXT crowd. I have no idea. I have no idea either. Yeah. NXT is miserable. I've watched three consecutive weeks 
after the, I gave them a couple weeks, right? So I watched the first one when it was brand new Nickelodeon colors, whatever. Gave them a little bit of a pass because it's your first week. You're going to have some kinks, right? So I waited a couple weeks. I waited till after uh, uh, Tommaso Ciampa took on uh, Rex Steiner. Tommaso Ciampa won, which surprised me. Then I watched a couple weeks in a row before we got to this takeover. And it was miserable. First off, um, uh, what's the big bastard's name that's with Kyle Riley? Uh, um, whatever his fucking name is, has the personality of fucking nothing. Is it Ice like, McFrost? I mean, basically, it was, uh, oh, Katie, if you're still on the chat, tell me who it is, because I can't remember the goddamn name right now. But he's fucking vanilla, and that's insulting vanilla. Like, it's just horrible. And he tried to do the turn on Kyle Riley, but then Kyle Riley outsmarted him. Way to go. And it was just, and they did the uh, the steel cage match on... Vaughn uh, Wagner? Yeah, what, and what a like, forgettable name. Good night. It is just... That is and Ice McFrost. And that's the definition of 2.0. It's all of this. Not the not the great tag team in, in AEW, but no, NXT you're right. 2.0. That is, it's all of the, like, if we replay the documentary when Stone Cold's talking about the names they sent over to him, that's mm-hmm. what NXT 2.0 feels like. Mm-hmm. When, when I tell you, Make 12 creative characters on Raw versus SmackDown. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like. Yeah, it's and the storytelling is is 90s gimmicky. Like I'm expecting uh, the Mad Ox to be making his debut sooner rather than later so that you'll yeah. actually watch. Oh, somebody's getting times. a wedgie on oh. the show in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, they're going to try to rehash the uh, uh, Revival Usos, I caught them shaving each other's back storyline just because they thought that was funny the first time around. It's just the worst shit. Yeah, going to catch somebody spray tanning somebody's ass. Yeah. Look, it hit its peak with that really crappy wedding between Dexter and Indy, and it has just been nosediving since. That sucked, too, by the way. I It sucked. That wedding segment was yeah. stupid. Yeah, it was right, you know. No, it was bad. Johnny Gargano helps anything. Well, he yeah, he's gonna be fine. What do you uh, do? We have a tweet table about that, or do you want to get into it real quick? Um, no. I no, just want to get feedback. So yeah, since we're on the topic of NXT 2.0, yeah. the big news leaving Takeover is Johnny Gargano's in tears. Kyle O'Reilly's waving goodbye. They both get hugs. It looks like from Shawn Michaels post event. Tim, look into your crystal ball. Tell me, what is the future for Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano? What what happens to him? I don't know, man. I I won't be shocked if we see Johnny Gargano back, right? Like, he needs some time off. They come up with some storyline of why he's back, right? Because his heel character has always been, like, you know, the asshole will say anything. So, you know, they could play that off. The Kyle O'Reilly thing I'm not as sold on. Like, and just maybe it's him selling it with his body language. Feels like he, like, feels freed and mm-hmm. feels like he's got the world in front of him. So that one feels real. Like, it feels like he's gone. 
That's that's good observation. I feel, and I told you this, I think, right before we started recording, because we just bullshitting before we hit start. I think Johnny Gargano is leaving NXT, and I think that's why he was emotional, is that place he saw go from Sami Zayn's kicking down the doors, I'm following right behind, look at the heights we can go, and now look where we're at kind of thing, right? And I think, because his wife is going to have a kid, I think they're allowing him to go home, be with the baby, be, you know, a dad for the first time, I believe it's his first child. And then I think he's coming back, but I think he's going to the main roster. And I think he probably knows, like, well, this is going to suck, <laughs> right? It's not going to be a fun time out oh, there. Yeah. You know? Oh, and yeah. So no, he's a- going to be. He's going to be getting squashed by, you know, Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss or Oh, yeah. Know. He's going to he's going to bump into AJ Styles on Raw. You're going to think you're going to get AJ Styles versus Johnny Gargano, Amos. but you get Amos versus Johnny Gargano and now Johnny looks stupid, but that's his debut and there you go. And he's going to be like, "Fuck, I just cuz I think Johnny or Gargano Sheamus, like he loses to Sheamus." Yeah. I think Johnny Gargano being such a WWE mark, which is, I'm saying that in an endearing way. I think in his heart, he most likely, again, this is just a crystal ball prediction here. I think he signed a short-term deal because he knows he's going to go to the main roster, but I think he wants that WrestleMania something. I think he wants to walk down the aisle at a WrestleMania and say, like, that was on my bucket list and I fucking did it. That's why I think he's like, this is going to be miserable. I'm going to miss this place, NXT, but I got to do that. And then I'm out of here. Which is not, I mean, look, that's commendable too. That's something, you know, a lot of us grew up watching and and dreamed of. And and, And you're so close, right? Like, it's not like, you know, a a far distant thing. And leaving now would probably make it hard to ever get back to that point, especially for a guy in Johnny Gargano's position. So Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, we'll move on. This one's quick. At double A underscore WIR, he says, hashtag tweet the table, you guys are funny. That was it. So I just want to throw that in because I like compliments. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. I don't know if he was like, you guys are funny or you guys are funny. (laughs) But, you know. Hey, you can say whatever you want. All I hear is I am beautiful. (laughs) Love it. Thank you. Yeah. I am me, and I am beautiful. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> All right. One last time out to at Katie Furza Lady. She says, seems like Brock is having more fun than ever. Hashtag tweet the table. And I will say, I did see the segment with him and Sami Zayn, and that's fun. But this is what I want to say is, like, with WWE is we could have had, like, a real program long-term with Sami Zayn and Brock Lesnar that would have been great and would have been fun and would have actually made Sami Zayn look semi-credible. They will never do that. We're not allowed that. And it's so baffling, isn't it? Because to your point, like, I I think I've said this multiple times uh, on the podcast, but like Sami Zayn can do anything you want. You want him to be your, I can come from underneath baby face. He did it in XT for years. He can obviously fill that role. You want him to be zany heel while he's obviously doing that now. And he can do anything in between, right? And you have all of these hours of content to fill. So why did you rush that whole thing into one night just for Sami Zayn? 
to look like a dick. And then what did we accomplish with Roman and Brock? That they're that they're big? Yeah. Knew it already. Like this is again, I'm, I hate to, you know, harp on this, but it, this is even the difference between uh, WWE and GCW. I'll bring up another promotion is they slow burn things in GCW, right? When John Moxley made a surprise appearance in GCW and took out Nick Gage the next night, they didn't just do the match, right? Like you got months of storytelling with promos and call outs and things like that to get to the title match. Where WWE just goes, hey, we got uh, the last 30 minutes to fill. Let's drag this out for this episode, but then let's wrap it up by the end of the, the top of the hour. Like, what? That makes zero sense. Right. Yeah. Don't get it. It, it. I don't get it either, and it just... Uh, it's frustrating. I mean... Well, it's frustrating if you care. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I mean, I think like at some point we did, like we did care about guys like Sami Zayn, right? We oh. wanted to see them succeed and we wanted to see them in these kind of positions, but not as a joke, right? Yeah. Even I love being Sami humorous, Zayn. but not be the butt of the joke, right? Yeah. I love Sami Zayn. Like I told you, I think uh, him and Johnny Gargano are maybe the two best pure baby faces in the last 20 years to where like... They were baby faces in NXT, you know, before obviously Johnny mm-hmm. Gargano turned heel. But like, and we loved him. That, that's a hard thing to do with everyone having to be cool, right? And, and so I love Sami Zayn. Love him to death. I even love this conspiracy theory thing. I think it's really cool. But like, it's bad. And so yeah. that's what I mean. I have the alternative of AEW, so it doesn't sting as much because I know I can go and watch something better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah. This again goes back to our dark days that we like to call uh, Spanish announce table when I was so angry because of life, but then also because WWE didn't have an alternative. And I was mad that I was getting this kind of storytelling and there was no other outlet for me to get some competent wrestling in my life. So I don't care as much because we got other fun options. GCW. AEW. Hell, even NWA has Matt Cardona kicking the head in of Trevor uh, uh, Murdoch. So Dude, that'll be fun. Matt Cardona is the best. Right oh, now. right now, so, hitting home runs. Everything Love that he does. Guy. Everything. everything. He, does. he is cool. I like him. And so he's is his uh, wife. I like his wife, too. She's, yeah. she's doing good stuff, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Tweet the Tables. You can join the fun as well. Uh, it was a slower week this week, but we we do have big events coming up. That's not atypical, you know. So so we uh, you know we won't get mad at you this time. We're not upset with you. We're just you know we feel a little sorry for you that you didn't join in. You didn't have fun, right? However, we've got an email, and so let's get back into some fun emails. We got one, and I'm excited about that. I would have forgot the email. <laughs> I would have forgot it because that's great because it's from at. It's not at. It's an email. It's just at H <laughs> says, what's up, lads? I wanted to email you guys and say thanks for the shout out on last week's show. But then I realized there's a good chance that Tim forgets to read it. In <laughs> any case, I appreciate it. <laughs> there's, yep. a good chance, there's a good chance. Yep. First things first. I wanted to say this. NXT 2.0 is a little bit shit in terms of presentation and characters, but the standard for wrestling still remains the same as seen in the tag title match and both war games matches. 
Fabian Aigner is a star in the making. My question for you boys is this. What are the tropes in wrestling that piss you off the most? For me, it's the rematch clause and the referees being super fragile. Anyways, I'm going to finish watching Dynamite and go to sleep. Later. Um, Thanks again, Ash Hendricks. By the way, you can email the show, tableshow at gmail.com. What tropes piss you off, Tom? The rematch clause was always one that pissed me off a lot. Really pissed me off a lot. I didn't hate the, and I still don't hate the rematch clause in regards to like long-standing champions, right? Like, let's say Kenny Omega. Like Kenny Omega, I thought should have got an instant rematch because he was a champ for over a year, if, if memory serves me no, correct. Sure, like, yeah. right. like that's a that's a you know that's a big time champion. Now, like if Hangman, which uh, God, I hope he doesn't, but like if he loses, I don't think that deserves a rematch because like you never even defended it, right? So I think rematches, when done right, I'm fine with. But the trope that has just, I want to, oh, God, I just, I want to run into a wall because that would be better than watching this bullshit, is the can they coexist? Yes. Fucking, no, who cares? It's a match. They both want to win. Why wouldn't they coexist? Like, or one of them, does, who all, all scenarios have been done. I never want to see yeah. can they to coexist. To piggyback off of that, that turns into inevitably the the odd couple tag team champions. Ugh. Yeah. Don't like it. Now, I will give a bit of leeway to RK Bro because it genuinely looks like Randy Orton cares about Matt Riddle. It's not the polar opposites where it's like, I hate you. Yeah, he's like, I just wish you wouldn't be so fucking annoying, dude. Like, right. And that's good weed. Yeah. You listen to good music. Right. Like, right. Right. You're, you're, you're quiet most of the time. You know what I mean? Like when you, in tone, but you just talk too fucking much and you won't shut up. (laughs) That is a little bit different of the Mm -hmm. odd couple, but the, the like, when John Cena, it felt like had every WrestleMania match, it felt as if two weeks before he would win the tag title against that opponent, right? It would be Shawn Michaels and John Cena are tag team champions as they go into WrestleMania in two weeks. It's like that bullshit can fuck off. I hate it. Hate it. What's another yeah. one that I hate? I hate a lot of things here. Uh, I, oh, I always, I get it to a certain extent because it's hard. And there's a lot of things that you got to do in a battle royal, but the fucking I hug the ropes and I'm pulling on the leg and uh, da, 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 da. we uh, come on, like unless you're gonna make it into a spot, stop that bullshit with the I got the leg and here we oh goodness oh, la, la, oh, yeah. do, do, do. Uh, stop that shit hey yeah yeah those are two that come to my mind. Yeah. yeah, I think I, the ones that stick out are, are ones that he, that he brought up. I I hate the the super fragile referees. I hate the rematch clause. I but I get the super fragile referees. Like I I understand that one. But I also hate WWE's trope of making their tall commentators crouch or sit on a stool. Yeah. To talk to the because like I'm gonna give a shit if. You know, like Rey Mysterio smaller than yeah, the Michael Cole Tom or whatever. Phillips like, or, yeah, whoever God it is. Damn. Um, what's another one <laughs> so that I don't bad. like? Um, so bad. 
ah, dang, there's one more that I wanted to talk about real quick. It was, I'm trying to think of it, and here it comes. I'm trying to think of it, and here it comes. I don't like, can't remember. Yeah, uh, all right, we'll come back to yep. it when we get there. But let's talk about, I mean, we hit, I think, the things we wanted to talk about with Dynamite, unless there was anything else in there that you wanted to, to hit on. Um, we can just get into our winner, you know, is coming preview. One thing though that I thought was interesting that I did want to talk about because he is mm. my favorite wrestler, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, looks like now he's getting uh, the old new LAX back together with him, uh, Santana, and Ortiz maybe. going up against 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. What do you think about that? I mean, interesting. Um, I think they missed the microphones being on back there when Eddie Kingston was, was yelling at, at the camera. But that's but great. Maybe not. Well, maybe not. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that's more realistic, right? Right. We didn't plan on having you mic'd up here, Eddie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, at least it, it lends some realism to like, here comes somebody who, you know, us folks in the know, know that like Eddie Kingston was with these guys and they're back there being like, don't do it, man. Don't do it. Don't fucking do it. And he, like you know i'm gonna fucking do it and he fucking mm-hmm. does it and here comes the brawl right and so yeah maybe they're gonna be around to help and maybe we get that kind of lax and eddie kingston versus the two and a half point oh yes two and a half I, point oh <laughs> i finally remembered what 2. it was 5. the the trope that i didn't like though let me go revisit that real quick um i don't like referees being distracted by just someone standing on the apron why does yes. it fucking matter just let them stand there count the three mm-hmm. Why are you yeah. stopping your count to then go like, hey, and then all this stuff happens behind you and you have to keep going and like, like be an adult. Fucking say, I don't give a shit. Just don't touch the people. And then go back to the match. That, yeah. yeah. The distracted ref. That was the thing I was thinking yeah. about. Anyhow, back to the this. hot tag always works. That's a trope. Yeah, I don't oh, like. yeah. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> see, now we're, getting, now we're starting to cook because we've got some time right. to think about it. Right. But going back to this, <laughs> 2.5. Yeah. 2.5 versus new old LAX. Because yeah. again, the old LAX is Homicide and Hernandez. It's not Ortiz and Santana or Santana and Ortiz. Back that was a great storyline in Impact. Conan with the old LAX or no, Conan with Santana and Ortiz and Eddie Kingston with Homicide and Hernandez. Yes. The the old guy with the young team, the young guy with the old team. That was a great dynamic. Love that bet stuff. Um the thing though that I like a lot about the bumping into each other kind of thing is it makes it more real because forever wrestling has been, you know, if you, if you were to take Santana and Ortiz and, and the inner circle and take them back to early nineties, late eighties, the only people that they care about is the other guy in their team, right? Like Santana and Ortiz only care about Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, Chris Jericho, anyone else give it, we don't give a shit about, but they have so many of these dynamics where it's like, no, they're friends. So like they they got each other's back. But then when the inner circle needs to reform, they're going to go back to the inner circle and Eddie Kingston, like Santana Ortiz. But when John Moxley comes back, he's going to tag with John Moxley and they could bump into each other. And not like that's more realistic, right? Like you have more than one set of friends when you're younger, not as you get older. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're in too, pal. <laughs> and all you watching and listening right <laughs> now. Don't leave us, please. I'm lonely. Yeah, Anyhow, yeah, please. Um, but I like that because you're adding more realistic dynamics mm-hmm. of, yeah, it would make sense that 
Eddie Kingston has more than just John Moxley as a friend, you know? And so I like, I like it a lot. And 2.5, 2.0 specifically, but with Daniel Garcia, 2.5, kicking ass. God, oh, they're yeah. great. You want a taste? Huh? You yeah. want a taste? What is it like? I don't when, even know when what the fuck that they're means. Beating the one guy in the corner of the ring and he's just like screaming, <laughs> yelling over and over again as he's like kicking him in the face or whatever. It was so yeah. fun. Yeah. They're great. So they are yeah, they're so super good. Fun. Yeah. Super fun. So that was the one thing I was going to bring up was the Eddie Kingston thing. And then what do you think about, because I, I know this will transition into the winter is coming. So how do you feel about this program that we have with uh, Brian Danielson and the Wangman, Adam Page? Did you catch that? The Hangman, the, the H looks like a W with their... Uh, font and so no, it looks like uh, the wang man the wang man yeah, we'll get it next time yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> um what do you think about this because it feels like brian danielson is going through this gauntlet but like it's a heel gauntlet right he's taking out the baby faces yeah but then hangman's not wrestling and just yeah. kind of hanging out waiting for the match it is interesting that like i don't know that i can recall a heel gauntlet before, right right um and one that was i mean we kind of understand what's going to happen mm-hmm. uh, and it's doing wonders like brian danielson is so good at this role and being mm-hmm. this heel and it's such again it's the lovable nerds and so here's brian danielson who used to be the lovable nerd is now saying like fuck you eat my foot and mm-hmm. it, it kind of makes us uncomfortable it makes me a little sad yeah i just feel like it makes hangman kind of seem the I don't know. And this, bitch made like, go out and help your friends. Well, he does, right? Like, so he helped yeah. John Silver at the end to close out the the episode, and he's gonna say he's gonna kick the cowboy shit out of him, which was a cool line, right? But I just think I would have wanted for Hangman to have some momentum going into this and doing a little tit for tat, right? So Brian Danielson beats up Colt Cabana. I don't know because Brian Danielson's a solo act right now, but then Hangman can take out. Sean Spears and just be like, Oh, you think we can take out, uh, you know, some veterans on the roster. I can do that too. Sean Spears. And then you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it just felt like he's sitting there kind of like a heel does as just like protecting the championship, waiting for the match. And so it was interesting because especially with hangman, all the momentum from that pay-per-view, all the momentum of of the Kenny Omega storyline. And then now I kind of like Brian Danielson. Now again, cowboy shit. We are cowboy shit over here, motherfuckers. Ride or die. I'll get on a horse for that motherfucker. Yeah. Never rode a horse before. But yeah. Brian Danielson's kind of cool. Yeah. Um and I just I love John Silver. He's so fun. He's just so fun. How do you not like giggle and root for that guy? Yeah, he is and budge the bullshit with Adam Cole and Reynolds on the uh, BTE. Yeah. I like a lot. I just claws up, right? I, we are a claws, claws up, up podcast. It's just, they are so much fun. Love them now that they are just the lovable dorks. Um, so let's talk about it. It's winter is coming. The main mm-hmm. event championship match, hangman Adam page versus challenger, Brian Danielson. Now, Tim, you won't be on next week's podcast, by the way, special podcast next week. I'm going live immediately after winter is coming. So join me Wednesday night at 9 o'clock Central Time, the one true time zone. We'll be recapping it then with you. But, Tim, you won't be here because you're on vacation. So let's get a prediction from you. 
what happens? Man, I really don't know. I, I feel like Hangman finds a way to win and and somehow the Dark Order helps him, right? Like I, I just that's the only way then maybe, right? Where we save face with Brian Danielson still looks like you know what I mean? He might have beat it, and that still kind of maybe puts that doubt into Hangman. We still get a little bit of the like, well, yeah, but like I think he was going to beat me if you guys didn't come in and, you know, make the save. And they're like, nah, nah, dude, right? Like, no, nah, buddy, you totally had him, right? And that kind of stuff. And so maybe, maybe we get the best of both worlds out of all of that. But man, I feel like the correct storytelling is Brian Danielson wins. So. Either way, I'm I'm gonna be happy, right? Because I think I think we have a lot of fun storytelling, either direction. Yeah, we go. I agree with that. My gut says we're gonna do. What's the? Uh, is it a Christmas Carol where the the Ebenezer Scrooge is visited by Christmas yeah. past, present, right. and future? It's a Christmas Carol, right? Right, Stay I think Brooke. so. Yeah, Brooke. I think we're gonna get that in this match with Brian Danielson being visited by the Dark Order, right? So it's gonna be him having to pay for all the sins that he went through to kick out Colt Cabana's tooth and all of that stuff. And the Dark Order is at every chance that Brian Danielson potentially has to win this match. Psych, you got Reynolds in your face. Psych, you got five in your face or whoever it is psych you got anna J, right anna J maybe costs them a match who knows but i think the dark order to your point is going to play a role but i think they're going to do it as far as like a remember when you did this to evil uno well here we go to you doing that outside the ring and then hangman gets the victory i just don't know what we if brian danielson loses it's gonna be interesting what his part two will be because it's just been kicking everyone's ass i should get the title right so we'll see what happens yeah that's what i mean i feel like either way feels right and there's great storytelling to be had in but like if brian danielson wins you have great stories to tell with him and great stories to tell with hangman and if hangman wins you have great stories to tell with him and great stories to tell with brian danielson so i feel like you can't do anything wrong here yeah my official pick right here in my hand i'm going finger with hangman yeah yep. i'm going with hangman too finger guns up Finger. All right. Guns up. So now the next match that I want to talk to you about, again, we're going to get more matches announced throughout the week. Typical AEW. You get a couple more exciting things the day of, and then all of a sudden, oh my God, I can't wait for seven o'clock and it's going to be the best. But for right now, we only have three matches announced. The second of the three matches, it's the Battle Royal match, the uh, Diamond Ring it's MJF versus Dante Martin. So does MJF win for a third consecutive year or does Dante Martin take it? And now we get one thing for him to be proud about. As weird as this sounds, I feel like it's more of a dead end to not put it on the guy who's already won it three years in a row. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like MJF, MJF would have to win. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think when MJF does lose this diamond ring, that's gonna be the story. I think mm-hmm. I think he's gonna win this year. And so let's just fast forward to next year. If he's kind of in neutral, not doing much, and they decide to do the battle royal, him losing it might start the next feud. But he's right. in this with CM Punk. I think CM Punk is going to do some shenanigans. I think we're going to hear some music or do something. And then from there, 
I believe Wardlow's going to course correct. He'd be like, no, 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 no. I'm not losing my paycheck over this bullshit. Dante Martin, I got to powerbomb you through this ring. Going to do it. MJF, get the cover. And then we're going to win, right? So CM Punk's like, I almost had you. I almost had you. And MJF is mad at him. But then we still get the diamond ring. MJF saying, Here's a great spot. Team Taz comes out to try to, like, do to Dante Martin what you're saying. But they fail. And they look like the Keystone Cops. And they fail, you know. (laughs) And, like, they can't quite get it done. And then Wardlow's saying they're like, Jesus Christ. And he just fucking, see ya! And, like, those guys, fucking idiots. You know what I mean? And, like, leaves it. And then MJF drags him in and pins him. You know, like that. That would be a good spot. I think something similar to that. Yeah, because Team Taz will probably make an appearance during this match as well. Uh, so very interested to see. It's again, I think it's another toss up, right? You could have Dante Martin prevail and now he's this diamond ring guy. And maybe we get some personality from him. Don't count on it, but you never know. Um, or MJF prevails and there you go. We got the ring staying on the hottest yeah. guy in the promotion. Maybe. Figuratively. Figuratively. He's the hottest guy, not physically. Figuratively. Right. Yeah. Um, Who is the hottest guy in the promotion, Tom? <laughs> Who's the hottest guy yeah, in AEW? That's a good question. That's a good question. I would say, off the top of my head, even though he has a bad haircut, going Sammy Guevara. Mm. Yeah, you think so? His haircut is dog shit, but he looks like a million dollars. I'm trying to think of who else is. Now, who would I like to look like, even though I'd probably rip a hamstring in three seconds? Brian Cage. Brian Cage looks like a goddamn action figure. Like, yeah, I'd like sure. to walk around and be like, what? Motherfucker, huh? Around. Yeah, like <laughs> your muscles have muscles on them. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right. Well, Let's you see. think about it, and uh, we'll get to the third match. I yeah, want to answer by the, the end hottest, of the podcast. the yeah. hottest. Yeah. <laughs> we put the AEW roster while you're doing there that. There you <laughs> go. So then the third match that is has been announced for Winter is Coming that I think is going to be match of the night. I, I, I love Hangman and Brian Danielson. Uh, MJF always gives me a good showing. There's going to be all their other exciting matchups announced, but Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb, just because they hate each other, is going to kick all of the ass. Uh, yeah, and I, f- it's oh the match is going to be so brutal. I feel like they're going to give Shida the win, and they shouldn't. I think Serena Deeb should win this. I don't think so. I think they're going to give Serena Deeb the win because you know why? Mm. I think they're going, as much as I kept saying Jade Cargill is going to be the TBS champ, for whatever reason, my gut has changed on that. And I think they're going Thunder Rosa as your first TBS champ. Mm. And what that means is Thunder Rosa's first Title contender is going to be Serena Deeb. That's what mm-hmm. I think we're going to do. That's just my opinion. All right. And side note, can we talk about how great the women's division has become? This time last year, we could only talk about, uh, I don't know, there's Sheeta as a boring champion, and then what else? Now we've got Jade Cargill, Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb. You still got Sheeta there. Nyla Rose, the champ Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter. I mean, this roster is... Uh, Ruby Soho, all these girls are just kicking ass. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, they definitely stepped it up in that department. Tom, the hottest guy in AEW is the Butcher. No, I'm just kidding. The hottest guy in AEW is Anthony Agogo. As I'm looking at this roster here. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah. I do, yeah. It's definitely not the ass boys, which, by the way, 
Can, is Dan that their new name? Can they please be the ass boys? You listen to me from a business sense. You've got to call them the ass boys, right? Like they're gonna make so much more on merch as the ass boys than the Gun Club. Well, and that's the ass another- boys. That's another reason, though, why you got to hire Danhausen. Danhausen created this with his stupid, not stupid, but his very creative, funny nicknames for everyone. And he created the ass boys. But it makes sense, right? I mean, like, it's the it's, ass man, and it's his <laughs> ass boys. And they're the ass boys. And God damn it, that would fucking hit so hard, man. Talk about viral success. Yeah, I think I, a I, shirt. I, I'm telling you right now, I'd buy an ass boys shirt, and they don't I, even make them. I think they do. Okay, I think they right, do. Well, there you go. I'll send you one. I'll buy you one for Christmas. That's what I'll do. There you go. I'll get you an ass boy shirt. <laughs> um, so those are the three matches announced for uh, AEW Winter's coming. Now, with that being said, I want another bold prediction from you. Because, again, mm-hmm. we go back to last year's Winter is Coming, followed somewhat of the same uh, playbook where it was a former WWE guy and an elite member wrestling over the title. But also on that same night was the debut of Sting. Fast forward to this year. You have a former WWE guy in Brian Danielson. You have an elite guy in Hangman Adam Page, even though uh, storyline he's not. But you know what I mean. Bray Any, Wyatt. Do you think Bray Wyatt? I mean, winter is coming kind of fits that, right? It starts snowing again. Maybe Kyle O'Reilly? I, is he going to be ready? Does he not have a compete? Oh, I think NXT, they only had like 30-day competes, don't they? Well, but I think his contract was done. I don't think it was like a you're a released, you can't do something. It was oh, I like, thought that was still built in at the end. Like, I thought oh, like I, you still had a... Possibly. I don't know contracts that well, but I thought it I would just meant like he's done. Well, yeah, and I think it's not It's not necessarily a hard, fast rule, right? It's however they wrote it. Um, so, Bray Wyatt. You got Bray Wyatt debuting. I mean, we haven't heard from this guy in a bit, right? Yeah, but he's doing Albeit a movie. I did see that somebody saw that there was a, a Bray Wyatt, a, the Fiend Bray Wyatt Funko Pop available on WWEshop.com suddenly, recently. And they were like, mm, they work something out. Uh, money talks. Money talks. And he has kids. He's got to pay for those diapers, you know what I mean? Does, he does be making some of them babies. Yeah, I, I, I don't think- know. What do you think? I think it's the start. I think it's Kyle Riley, and I think it's the start of this. Hey, Adam Cole, why are you hanging out with Fish yeah. and O'Reilly and not? We'll the have young the undisputed bucks? elite. Yeah, and it's going to be this weird thing. Tensions will rise down the line, and then Kenny Omega comes back. Then we're going to get Super Elite versus Undisputed Era. Boom! I think that starts at Winter is Coming. Um, with that being said, there may be two surprises. Right, it could be Kyle Riley just walks in backstage. There he is, his debut, and then it is a Bray Wyatt comes out and takes over as Lord of Darkness or whatever the fuck he is. You know, here's something that we didn't touch on on Dynamite. Varsity Blondes are out there oh, doing yes, a, doing a little interview, and then all of a sudden, freaky guy in the elephant mask shows up and spits the Tajiri juice. Into her face. So, oh, what's going on what there? A, She's leaving a, the Varsity Blondes, going to join the, the dark side? Oh, I definitely. That's I where this so. leads, right? Yeah. Yeah, but Which what? is fine. Get her away from that. She's going to waste her time there with them. Yeah, with the but what, 
a high school homecoming dance scene that was. Good night. That was every homecoming you ever saw. It was <laughs> every cool horror kids. movie, like high school. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was perfect. Yes, I think Julie Hart is going to go Alexa Bliss, fall in love with Malachi Black kind of thing, becomes House fight of Black. with Brian Pillman, the yep. Malachi Black feud. Yep. Now, with that being said, I hope also throughout this process – as I mentioned before, varsity blonde gimmick go to. I get it. The blondes, Hollywood blondes. You want to pay Maybe off? He can take to the whole dad. crew. Maybe that can be his faction now. He's got the Griff guy. He's got the mm-hmm. Brian Pillman, and then he's got the Julia, and then they're all just they're like Ravens flock. Oh, that's a good idea. I like that. I like that way better because the varsity blondes just it's the they it's can become just like, emo high school kids. But it's just like the the MJF promo where you're yeah, like, they could go through an emo phase. I love it. Yeah, I think they should. I just don't like this. Like here like that. I just don't like this varsity thing. It's so cringeworthy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. I don't like yep. it. Yeah. Now the other thing I was going to ask you about as we we're talking about winter is coming. It's not going to happen at winter is coming, but it's going to happen on Christmas Day. It was announced on AEW Dynamite. Sammy Guevara has a match on Christmas Day. He's going to be defending his TNT Championship against the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes. Did you catch after the handshake, Cody flirted with the heel entrance and then backstepped and went through the baby face? Yeah, but we also got the uh, American Top Team up there, fellas up there talking shit and being like, oh, what the fuck mm-hmm. um yeah i feel like this sammy guevara tnt championship run is falling flat with me they're not doing much with it and like i definitely wasn't like desperate to see him go up against cody rhodes so i'm interested because it could be the desperation thing that cody does to then go heal right because the last time that right. we saw we all love sammy Eddie- Right, and the only time that we've ever seen Cody Rhodes look different and act different was when he did the dog collar match with his jet black hair against Brody Lee, right? So the TNT Championship has been proven to make him do some weird things. Again, he flirts with the heel entrance, backsteps, goes through the babyface entrance, right? I agree with you, though. This San Guevara uh, TNT Championship, not as great, and I think it's for this reason. As I mentioned, I think he's a handsome guy. I would like to look like him. I'd like to be his friend. He seems like a nice guy. But nothing about him is in this TNT championship run. When you go back and you look at Miro's run, it was Miro's personality wrapped around the TNT championship, right? This is just, isn't Sammy a great wrestler? He takes on anyone. The story isn't about Sammy at all. Yeah, it's just, who's next in this? It's not, is Sammy good enough? Can yeah. Sammy overcome the challenge? Can Sammy, you know, like, you know, is Sammy better than X? Like, it just... Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, you know, take a wrestler like Dean Malenko, for example. You would expect from Dean Malenko, the best attribute about him is his in-ring ability. And I'm not saying Sammy Guevara is a bad wrestler at all, but the best attribute about Sammy Guevara isn't his in-ring ability. It's the suave, coolness, that guy I want to be friends with. Like, 
that needs to be accented more than just he can do the 680 like come on so can Pac, right like you know um so yeah i think his personality needs to come out to make this championship run a little bit more meaningful but i think we're gonna get some fun on christmas day with cody I think this is the heel. He's going to get a lump of coal. He's going to get a lump of coal, and that's what's going to make him go heel. This isn't WWE, so. You never know on Christmas Day. True. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, right. What else do you want to talk about? I I mean, that's all I got, man. If if you've done enough, I've done enough, man. We talked about winter is coming. We did tweet the tables. We read an email. Email the show, tableshow at gmail.com. I'm ready you know, to go. I made yeah, up let's... math terms like two and a half point oh. Love them. But Love I can do them. that, right? Like, You can do anything you want. That's right. I thought this was America. The Spanish announce table.